0: Carpet and hang with the stars, going upstream with Breitbart and Melize Calloway show. Talk ninety four point five.
1: Joining us live on the air is Jerome Hudson. Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning, ma'am and <laughs> sir. Good morning.
1: So, Jerome, did you get a chance to watch the Golden Globe Awards? Ah,
0: uh, it's the question that I dread. Every time this time of year comes around, yes. because because invariably the answer is always yes, and I never receive hazard pay for doing <laughs> it. I always put it in. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I love the people who run uh, Breitbart News, but this this one thing I've just never been able to nail them down. But yeah, I watched, uh, and you know, it was it was right out of the gate, just horrific like i've never seen uh joe coy's stand up act. audience you're forgiven if you don't, I don't know even know joe, where he joe came Coy from is. no he, idea he was the
1: last man on he the bench a, <laughs> he, well
0: yeah i guess i should in his defense point out that there's no way he was the first second or third person that they had <laughs> no. to host the golden globe he
1: only had 10 I mean, days you, to prepare
0: he may be right i mean but that's the thing right So. The report came out about a week ago that it's official. About 20% of the people who used to go to movie theaters to watch Hollywood's films don't go anymore. Wow. And so you have, you have a movie industry that is reeling. It's not just the pandemic. China didn't kill that many of us. Hmm. The movies think. Yeah. And the, their biggest stars, Meryl Streep, Oprah Winfrey, Robert De Niro... They publicly call half the country racist mm. and slobs, and after a while, people will turn away you know our, our, our one of our kind of, our iconic writers, John Nolte, says uh we 're just hating Hollywood back, and so that's the backdrop. Yeah. You have a movie industry mm-hmm. that's reeling. And you have an award show that two years ago was embroiled in racial and sex scandals, corruption, people paying to get nominated, paying more to win. No one knows if it's true, but it probably is. Uh, There were 98 uh, voters on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association voting board or whatever. None of them was black. The L.A. Times broke that story. Like, I'm not offended by that, but if you're Hollywood and you're obsessed with race, and not only obsessed with race, but obsessed with racial diversity, Mm -hmm. whatever the hell that means, you don't have any black people on this prestigious board that votes for who wins Golden Globes. Yeah, that's probably a problem. Um, And so NBC brought them back for another year last year. NBC didn't really care, so they put the Golden Globes on a Tuesday last year, mm-hmm. delivering it its lowest ratings. About 6 million people watched, probably accidentally stumbling <laughs> across the show. Right. So now, less than 10 million people watched the broadcast on Sunday, which had a host do a monologue that was universally panned. Sometimes, particularly yesterday, Liz, I was in conversation. And the conversation led me to say, I don't know which establishment left-wing America-hating media is worse. The sports media, the entertainment media, the political news media. I mean, they all are pretty terrible, uh, but you can never get the entertainment media to agree with center-right media. And Mm -hmm. that is what happened over the last 48 hours. The glows and glows was an unmitigated disaster. Now, from what, opening, what set it apart?
1: Court. What set it apart from all the ones in the past? Because some of the
0: things that I've already said, no one cares about the stars anymore. I mean the 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 the, the twilight of the of the of the super Hollywood star mm-hmm. is gone. I mean I Leonardo think DiCaprio is a smug hypocrite. Yeah, that is what he's, that's, that's what probably comes to mind first. You can say the same thing for Taylor Swift, maybe. I guess some of her music is nice, but she's also a smug hypocrite. Mm-hmm. I, you can't be synonymous with smug hypocrite. Now, like, look, I don't know. Maybe the, the days of the Rat Pack and in the 70s and the 80s, I mean, these people were probably smug hypocrites, but they didn't rush to a camera and a microphone, Liz. To, 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 to bash the very audience that made them rich and famous. Mm-hmm. And that's what these celebrities do. And after a while, people are like, well, I, I, I'm not sure how much I liked watching you celebrate yourself, but I certainly don't like watching it now.
1: Honestly, I really do believe that you can measure the decline of these shows with the incline of our access to celebrities on social media. I believe that it's kind of like overexposure. It's too much access. It's re- removing the enigma of a star. Um, we have sure. too much access. We can comment. We can take a swing at. We can... The you know, mystery is gone. The mystery is yeah, gone. Yeah. And I really do believe that it. they have eliminated that star enigma that, you know... Like, wow, oh, look, we can see them at this one swanky restaurant in New York. I mean, that would be the only place you would see. Now we're watching videos of them and their kids and, you know, them talking about all sorts of social issues. And it kind (laughs) of takes away the... Yeah, there you go. Now you're
0: getting warm, baby. Yeah. Now you're getting warm.
1: It's like it takes away all the, you know, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. And we look behind the curtain. I don't want to see behind the curtain.
0: There's no mystery. There's no mystique. There's very little magic. And look, I I mean, sure, um, I don't know how much the majority of people are, you know, fangirling on Instagram about their favorite actor. Uh, But it it does happen. Um, But I, I just think that these people have become so openly hostile to their own audience that that doesn't help. And the movie's, They're just weird, and they have been for about five years in terms of the the, the movies that get nominated for the Globes, and and, and if you win or you get nominated for a Globe, you're probably going to win an Oscar. The TV shows are much better. I spent several hours working, watching alongside my dear mother here, The Bear, which Mm -hmm. is a, a highly intense drama about a Chicago restaurant and all of the you know, pitfalls and that, and Beef, which is about two Asian Asian-Americans in a road rage incident. Actually, both of those, the lead actor and the bear won for best lead actor, and I think the, the Beef show, the creator won for, like, best original, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both compelling, and they're both good. The movies, Liz, I can't even read some of the synopsises, to these movies uh, because this is a family show. I mean, they're they're just, I I, I haven't watched a lot of them, Um, but, you know, Napoleon got panned, again, by audiences.
1: Really? uh, That would be, that's the kind of movies I I like to watch.
0: I know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. A lot of these movies are being panned by the critics. Uh, You know, Maestro, I guess Bradley Cooper is an anti-Semite or something uh, because of, the makeup. It's just, it's so trivial. And in a world in which so many people have to struggle because Joe Biden is probably one of the worst presidents in American history. Yep. You, you, you can't root for these people is mm-hmm. you can't, it, yeah. they've made it very hard for you to root for them for about two and a half decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've had, really horrific things happened. I mean, I kind of go back to 9-11. We we came together for like a week, Mm -hmm. and then the war started, and then a lot of these people had high on their own supply. And I think that's really, you know, maybe aside from a couple issues in the 90s, the first time that celebrity activism took on a new role. Um, and Hollywood was changing because reality TV, I won't bore the audience, uh, was making it a lot easier for the the money makers to make money without the celebrities. So that depressed stardom and its importance in society, but the, the stars themselves becoming joyless blowhards and crapping all over the, the people who made them rich and famous. Yeah, that, that. That'll, that'll hurt an industry over time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, You could be a great doctor, but if you're, if you're, gosh, I'm trying to find a family friendly adjective, but if you're a jerk to your clients, to your patients, after about 25 years, like these people, because of competition, you know, are going to find someone who is also a good doctor or a good lawyer a chiropractor or tutor or whatever, who's not a jerk to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And plus, you know, people are really digging Netflix and being able to watch Amazon prime and staying home. They're really not going to the movies and spending all that money. You know, and movie theaters are really going over the top with amazing seating yeah. and, and fancier food and things like that. But people are still in the habit of staying home. You know, there's something to be no, said to right. get up, get dressed up, you know, go out and have a night out. People are like, Meh. you know, we're still you're right. in a pandemic
0: are there are varying degrees to the wisdom in what you're saying. Like, people will go to the movies if they're into the movie that they're going to pay $1,500 to see, especially if you've got a family of four, after popcorn, <laughs> right, and right. candy, and soda. Um, you know, like, like no one asked for the uh, Todd Phillips-directed Joker movie, right? It, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, and the thing made almost a billion and a, a half dollars which is is not unheard of because people like superhero movies, but there have been a panoply of superhero flop, movie flops before mm-hmm. and since that Joker movie came out. Barbie, like you think you know what the movie's about. You've been playing with it, putting its clothes on and taking its clothes off for 50 years. <laughs> but the movie was actually good. It actually had talented uh, mm-hmm. uh, actors. The writing was good. It mocked. Wokeism, it mocked feminism, it, you know, had way too many lectures for my taste, but hey, I eat, breathe, and, you know, go to the bathroom on this stuff all day, so I'm a little bit sensitive, Uh, but the movie was entertaining, and that sort of word of mouth probably adds a couple hundred, three hundred million dollars to a box office uh, tab after it's all said and And done. And that's why
1: the Golden Globes had to add another category. Otherwise, you know, uh, no movie would have won. No movie that people liked would have won.
0: It added added two, as a matter of fact. It added uh, the box office, you know, banger of the year, basically. And it added uh, most outstanding um, stand-up comedian uh, performance. And, you know, Jim Gaffigan comes out and is like, you know, after 80 years of the Golden Globes, uh you 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 know ha- throwing a party uh for the good looking people you finally uh are ready to recognize the talented people and his <laughs> his his joke if if the audience who isn't laughing along uh with liz right now is that you know comedians generally have to write their own material mm-hmm. and then go out and perform it bomb You know, because they have to figure out what's funny until they, by the time you see Dave Chappelle on the Netflix special, I mean, he's worked out a lot of those jokes. Right. Uh, The the actors who've been patting themselves on the back, throwing their, their shoulders out for 80 years at the Golden Globes, they get the words handed to them. Only thing they have to do is memorize them. And some of them famously have problems doing that. Show up not drunk or high to the set for about (laughs) two or three weeks, and and you know film. Oh, for twelve hours.
1: Hey, Uh, what did you think about Gaffigan making the uh, little channeling his inner Ricky Gervais thing?
0: compared the Hollywood and entertainment industry to a bunch of pedophiles.
1: Yeah, it didn't go over real <laughs> I mean, well, but
0: Well he did it and it's weird too because he did it in a self deprecating way. He was like, I don't even believe I'm here in the <laughs> entertainment industry. You know, I uh I'm not a pedophile. Uh it it felt like he wanted to keep going. Uh, uh but but, so but also he knows that he's probably better than joe coy not to say that joe coy isn't funny again i don't know that firsthand but yeah if you it, there's the thing right i i am sorry if i cut you off uh, liz i apologize if you're joe coy and you've got a, at least a decade of stand-up under your belt he was he had a, a network tv show he's done tons of stand-up specials with netflix He's, he's got 10 days. Oh, my God. 10 days, a throng of interns, professional joke writers. I mean, he's got basically unlimited resources. He, sh- he, I don't know if he wanted to offend. I'm not sure how much he could offend. But you're supposed to get on the stage and roast the audience. Not all of them are super rich, but most of them are. You're not in that room typically uh if you're if you're not nominated and if you're nominated for something that means you're good so even if you're not rich and famous now you will be if you just keep your nose clean quite Mm -hmm. literally yeah um and you know he he tried to do that but you know i don't know it just fell flat But, but it all just it's all so perfect because that is where the hollywood industry is and i contend yes we do have more distractions. We do have more avenues for entertainment. But I think most of the blame plot, blame pie, the biggest slice goes to just how awful these people have been to their audience for so long.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. And that's when, uh, you know, payback. I mean, you know yeah. what. <laughs> you know? If
0: I'm if I'm wrong, I don't know what the hell I do as the entertainment editor <laughs> at Breitbart News all day. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> Howard Stern lead story right now. Howard Stern yeah. uh, gets COVID. I mean, this guy famously put himself in an apocalypse bunker. Mm-hmm. Not my words, kids. That's what he called it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times he got the vaccine boosted, uh, and you know he he gets it and he's right. It is, you know, a bad word, kids. It is, I thought, I I personally thought that the disease was trying to kill me. I've never thought that before in my life. I've been sick. I've been deathly ill. And I was like, I might die from this.
1: Mm, Yeah. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm barely 40, you know, and healthy and active.
1: Yeah. Uh, You never know how it's going to hit you.
0: Howard Stern won't get it though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He won't, because he's been, he's been vaccinated. He's been boosted maybe four or six times. You know, he's, he's, he's proud to say. And he says, if I, could you
1: imagine if we didn't get the vaccine? What an idiot. That's what they all say. Is that going to be on his his gravestone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just contradicted myself because I was like an idiot, wanted to be optimistic, you know, Maybe, what did I say? We got to run the tape back. Maybe I said Harvard Stern won't get the irony in it all. (laughs) I don't think he will. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Thanks,
1: Nick. Jerome Hudson, thank you so much. We'll catch you on Breitbart.com. Talk to you next week.
0: Thank you. God bless you guys.